0: To help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universebox. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside.
1: Oh, seriously, ladies, I demand you stop buying me more drinks. I'm a man of high moral standing. Your obvious yeah, plan to take me home and ravage me will not work. Saucy so sirens. I believe in monogamy it will not be shared like a common curry.
0: Are we that obvious?
1: Dreadfully. Call yourself ladies. Jane Austen would be ashamed. We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're we're so so lost. lost. We need to start thinking defensively. We're also rewatching the classic ABC TV series Lost. I'm Bill Meeks. And I just got spit on. But what's your name? Hi, I'm Anne Marie Simone, And we're back for yet another episode here Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Live! And as predicted, uh, we're slowly getting more and more channels. We have Michael Lucero. Chatters chatters uh we, we have michael lucero and angel and angel uh joining us tonight uh, you can always join us in the fun over here like i said thursday nights eight thirty PM. p.m est at live.universebox.com we'd love to have you because we're going to be talking about Lost. but hey, Marie, before we talk about Lost, why don't you talk about our spoiler policy
0: hi we have a spoiler policy on the show might seem a little silly since lost has been over for eons but that's how Not we. Not
1: eons, like a year or two, uh, or a few years, uh,
0: a few more than that, few years. Yeah. Um. So don't tell us anything that's going to happen. Basically, is what it's come down to. Uh if you feel the need that you must express your love and undying devotion for, say, an episode in season four, go ahead and send us your feedback. But make sure you label it. Hey, this is for season four. Don't read this for three years. Um, or, Mm -hmm. you know, if we hit a spoiler or we ask a question that is just like coming soon or you know we're gonna get the answer to, you can be like, I, hold on to that one or you know your answers will be coming soon but yeah, ba- don't give us like a time code
1: yeah basically don't you can say you are really going to love the developments in hurley's hair in season four but oh. you can't say hurley is going to get his hair straightened in season four
0: where would they get the straightening solution
1: um uh gin would make it from
0: <laughs> sea urchins
1: from, from sea urchins in, in, <laughs> uh palm tree root or something like that
0: nice palm oil it's actually not
1: Good In and, and bullet something it bullet casings. From this episode <laughs> that are laying around the island. <laughs> check off's gun, check off's bullets.
0: Check five guns.
1: Yeah, but just don't spoil it. Just us, don't guys. spoil it for us. Yeah, yeah, because you know the It's our approach to the show.
0: It's our thing.
1: But you know what? It's our shtick. You know what officially you guys can't spoil for us anymore? That's It's this week's episode. So Anne-Marie, why don't you go ahead and hit us up with the rhyming episode summary and we'll start talking about it.
0: Okay. Claire's back, hooray! And she's still with child despite Ethan leaving her out in the wild. The bad guy wants her back and is willing to kill. If Jack won't protect Claire, you can bet Charlie will. The guns are unleashed and bullets are humming to mark a heinous and deadly homecoming. Homecoming. Not homecoming. at all where I'm gone with that. Homecoming. Anne Marie, what you like think? Hoot Nanny. Um,
1: homecoming Hoot Nanny.
0: I like the On Island story. Mm
1: hmm. You like the On Island story.
0: I like the current timeline. You
1: like the Long Island story.
0: I love a Long Island story. (laughs) Imagine that you're on this island. There is no alcohol.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: What a sad. sad I mean, there's
1: fruit though, so you could you could make some prison hooch kind of stuff. Nice uh, prison hooch. But we're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. We want to talk about this week's episode, Homecoming, which by the way, I feel kind of, I don't think I feel as strongly about the flashback as you do, Mm. Uh, but I I do kind of have the same sort of feelings on it. But uh, we'll go ahead and get started talking about, now this is a sequel to a point I had in episode 11, Ethan's Deal part, part two. two uh because we get a bit more information here uh you know like i like, like i said back in episode 11 i felt like ethan seemed almost supernatural mm-hmm. and uh this week i i kind of didn't feel that anymore interesting uh he seemed uh weakened somehow in in uh, especially you know in that uh that last scene between him mm-hmm. and jack the rematch yeah he didn't seem like he w- he was is tough for jack to handle and uh even even when he was uh, dealing with charlie he didn 't seem Mm-mm. super strong or like super powered or anything like right. that right and uh, so, something else that kind of made me think, well, maybe I was wrong about him being kind of supernatural right. is he obviously didn 't let Claire go of his own volition. Right. she escaped somehow he he, he wanted her back. Obviously, so obviously it was a mistake. And I think those claw marks on his face were, were from probably Claire. from her. I, th- I mean, we can assume that. Which means somehow a pregnant woman managed to get one over on Super Ethan and get away. So it's like I, I'm wondering why couldn't Super Ethan just bring Claire back himself?
0: Do you think Super Ethan feeds off the power of the
1: baby? Maybe. We, we were thinking about that last week. That there's something to do with the babies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially when we thought that Claire's baby bump Might not be there. there. Yeah. Yeah. We were definitely. That could be why he wants her back so bad. Very true. Very true. Or he could just be mad that she got away. Yeah. Hold up. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I also wonder why he couldn't just go to the camp and and get her himself. You know, why couldn't Super Ethan just take Claire himself? Mm Uh, but you know, I I did have a theory. Um, oh,
0: Bill Meeks his wild theories.
1: Yeah, I, I have a couple theories in this point. Uh, if if he did have uh, some sort of supernatural power, uh, maybe he'll end up resurrected somewhere down the line. Hmm. You know, if if he's Super Ethan, uh, might we we get the death and return of Super Ethan? And you know, bullets not keeping him down, he'll heal from them somehow at some point and come and show up again. And I I, I have some other ideas about how we might be able to get to see a little bit more of Ethan again too. Interesting. I I did have some other things I was thinking about, Ethan. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, Ethan's deal part Ethan's two. Ethan's deal part two. It's like uh, it's like the Hobbit part two of Lost or something. What? Because it's, it's longer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was waiting. So did did Ethan have the dog, or did the dog just happen to show up right then when uh Boone woke up from his nap?
0: Oh, uh, you know, I really couldn't understand what was going on with the dog because it seemed weird. Because we were like, he'll find his way back, and mm-hmm. we never really had that. And then the dog appears, quickly followed by Locke and Said. So it felt like he was with them, Mm -hmm. but that's
1: really weird. Well, I think they were chasing down the The dog dog noise. Yeah. That's the impression I got was that they they heard the dog and they were like, oh, what's going on? And Boone heard the – must have heard the dog too. No, he
0: heard the cans. Oh, yeah.
1: He heard the cans. Uh, yeah, which was probably the what's dog? his name, Ethan. Uh, yeah, or the smoke no, monster. I
0: think it's mm, mm, <laughs> better it here.
1: But I'm wondering if if uh, Ethan happened to have the dog, uh, which you know, as we've kind of sussed out here, maybe not. But I was wondering if he might have been, uh, you know, responsible for the polar bear attack that we saw. Mm. Well, was, was it last week? I think yeah, it, was it was last week. week. And, and maybe he got the dog then, or maybe he was just around for it, or maybe he
0: maybe he is the polar bear.
1: Maybe Ethan is and the polar bear. That's where the
0: scratches. We're really the knife.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Them like attacking the polar bear to get yeah. him to go. Like, I actually really like that.
0: Ethan's he, the polar bear.
1: Ethan the wear bear. I like it the werebear the werebear because he he's a like a werewolf oh. a werebear i i think i think i could buy that Ooh. so much so that I'm, I'm putting it in the episode title list uh <gasps> no but uh let's see uh, you'd think, I never
0: get one on the list
1: <laughs> it, it definitely uh, i you'd fe- think that ethan's death would tie things up though in this episode bit. that that you'd feel a sense of conclusion about him dying yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm really left asking even more questions about him. Mm-hmm. Like, what's his deal? Part I, I want three. I, I want Ethan's what's his deal part three. So I hope. That Can we'll I get, get
0: Ethan's backstory?
1: I hope that we'll get to revisit Ethan and get some answers either in flashback. Or after a resurrection, like I said. (laughs) And uh, my theory number two Uh is that if we do get the death and return of Super Super Ethan, Uh that uh, we'll find out uh, he really wasn't the bad guy Charlie thought he was. Because, you know, Charlie refers to him as the bad guy. Right. And – if nothing else, something that I, I notice in fiction a lot of times is someone is clearly stated as the bad guy. He's not the bad guy. Yeah. You'll end up getting some sort of reversal on that for sure. Right. Uh, but uh, Michael Lucera in the chat room says you guys somehow predicted werebears. That's amazing. Cool. I'm glad i to see that. And we that.
0: will definitely learn more about Ethan. Good. Mm-hmm. That's a flashback I'd like.
1: Yeah. And Angel T says, I feel like there's no coincidences in this show.
0: I thoroughly believe that.
1: Okay, uh, sp- coincidentally, uh, you have another point about this show. You want to talk I d- about I did.
0: Another it? point about my first point for the episode. Yes. Uh Claire and Charlie. Oh, good old Claire and Charlie. So I can get why Claire was very scared and not trusting of anyone because she had no memories whatsoever of a month of her life. Mm-hmm. And it was a dramatic month. Lots of things happened. Planes crashed, you know, almost preterm labor getting, you know, swept away by Ethan the crazy man. Mm-hmm but you would think when charlie gave her the journal back that it would at least help her trust charlie i know that he lies to her Mm -hmm. but at that point she didn't know that and i think seeing you know how all their interactions that i mean we already got to see a few of them were in the book so Mm -hmm. we know that there have to be more as well as how she was with other people like she should have gone up to other people you know do you know who so-and-so is and tried to make those connections again
1: um well i mean it can kind of put yourself in her shoes though like if, if i would love to forget this. no i was gonna say <laughs> if you went to bed one night and you woke up the next morning and someone said it was a month later and you were kind of flirting almost half dating a british rock star uh and there there was like weirdness afoot and you know there had been a plane crash and this that and the other you'd be very distrustful of anything coming at you at that point because you know you're supposed to be able to trust your own mind and if there's a bunch of people yeah if there's a bunch of people around you telling you that uh you can't Uh you're you're not going to trust them just by instinct no. And, and if you find out that one of them was lying to you, right. you're not going to trust them even more, even if you were starting to trust them in other ways. I mean, even if they give you your diary, you're not going to necessarily think, well, if this guy could lie to me about this, maybe he imitated my handwriting and wrote in my diary or something.
0: Right. You know? I'm, just, I'm just saying she didn't really seem to come around at all with that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very kind gesture. Yeah. And, you know, that's the type of thing you do with people who are. Um, losing their memories and all that is Mm -hmm. you try and bring back things that from their past, it's something she had written. But, um, I do know that he kept something very important from her, you know, Mm -hmm. the fact that she was bait. Um, but (laughs) he had been proving himself over and over that he was just trying to take care of her and trying to help her. And, you know, I can see again, that problem where, um, the lying to her. But that's mm-hmm. one thing that he did. He lied one time, one or two times. But by the
1: same token, he didn't He didn't have this cache of trust that... They, yeah,
0: but he from, did. Yeah, so from the way his he, was, the way he was operating, he had a cache of trust.
1: Where... With her as she was, with the, the lack of memories and whatnot, right he didn't.. That's true. And so it was, a, it was an episode very much about them reconciling those two histories, personal histories, to come walk away from it like they did at the end of the episode as Friends. potentially something more. Okay. Um, Angel T in the chat room says, uh, "Still with no memories, you don't know the intentions of everyone else." Very, that's very true. true. And uh, back to my point about Ethan being a good guy or a bad guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael Lucero says, "Very insightful." This show likes to play a lot with the idea of good guys and bad guys. Part of the whole theme is us versus them. Oh, that's right—the us versus them. Interesting. So, uh, I did like that Clara uh, remembered the peanut butter there at the end. though.
0: I know. The invisible well, there was peanut a sign butter of, of her memories coming back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: she obviously wouldn't go, I remember <laughs> peanut butter to like this dude she was mad at.
1: You know what I also also really liked? What? I like how the characters in the episode called out that Claire had like classic movie amnesia that is nothing like amnesia in the real world. Yeah. And they, they stated as much and then they were like, Okay, but this is our reality, so <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. But uh okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Jack's apparent Forgiveness of Sawyer. They've mm. they've apparently come to this this happy place. Uh, Jack and Sawyer's happy place. Happy place. place. Uh, well, at least happier than it was several weeks back okay. when him and Saeed were torturing Sawyer. You know, um. I jack has come a long way towards trusting Sawyer since the whole uh marshall incident uh many moons ago where sawyer as as was mentioned in this episode accidentally shoots uh Mm -hmm. the marshall or not accidentally shoots him but accidentally shoots him in such a way that he has to die painfully over several hours instead of instantly dying yeah Uh, Without consulting anybody else. You know, it it was actually kind of shocking to me that he at this point in the game, even though they've kind of reconciled a little bit over the past few episodes, that he'd be willing to trust Sawyer with a gun, especially over somebody like Kate. Like, I, I, I can't believe after I can't believe he would go to Sawyer before Kate. But he's still salty on Kate. He is still salty on Kate, but I I I assumed he was more salty on Sawyer. At least at <sighs> least Kate's been up front with him about some things. You know yeah. what I mean? And end of the day, where did the guns come from? They wouldn't have them if it wasn't for Kate.
0: Right. But actually, we wouldn't have them if it wasn't for Sawyer. Mm-hmm. He's the one who got them out from under the plane seat in the bottom of the lagoon that we've never seen again,
1: even though it's a perfect sure. bathing hole. And there's still a corpse there. There's two, I believe. <laughs> Kind of gross. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely, uh, like I said, I I just thought it was kind of shocking that he would, he would go to Sawyer Mm -hmm. that quickly. I, I I did love that uh, Sawyer uh, was sort of playing Templeton again and uh, holding the marshal's gun away until he could find some ammo. Yeah, I I, I, I got me thinking though. I wonder if there, he has any other like really useful items that we're going to use later in this season, I'm like sure. in his tent. Like, can you think of anything he could have that could be useful to the group? No no but
0: there's got to be stuff there because when you're in this type of situation you don't throw away anything nor mm-hmm. do you have anywhere to throw it away too <laughs> but uh, i'm sure there's something in there and he just sort of was like i wonder what i could do with this mm-hmm. this seems important and puts it in his tent yeah his handmade yeah. tent out of like shirts
1: yeah I I, I I i just keep feeling like uh we're gonna get some really big big problem that is unsolvable and then sawyer's gonna be like oh well i have a." I I have a Motherboard, or I have a... Uh, he
0: does. He has a computer.
1: I have a camcorder that's been filming you this whole time or something, you know. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, and, and, you know... So we get the live episode of Law. <laughs> the live episode? The live
0: stream episode <laughs> of Law.
1: But uh, while Sawyer did prove useful throughout the, the little mm-hmm. adventure here, I, I still think, not just above Kate, mm-hmm. but choosing him above Charlie was a really bad call by Jack, because th- that might have set off Ethan's alarm bells. I mean, it, it obviously came out okay, but you know charlie should have been standing there with claire when ethan showed up because or at least standing nearby because ethan said to charlie a don't tell anyone b uh bring claire here and three uh you know i'm gonna kill people if you don't and i think charlie not being anywhere around Uh, when Claire was at the place that she was supposed to be picked up, Mm -hmm. probably that might be why Ethan came in. So, "Ah," you know, when he came out of the bushes and stuff, I was so, so, uh, wily. I wonder if he came out of a hatch. Mm -hmm. You think?
0: Cause he looked like he was kind of rising. A little bit, a little Didn't bit. Didn't like if they had the place surrounded, wouldn't somebody have stepped on or bumped into? Or I mean, I know they're all good at hiding at this point, and they're all nasty and gross, and mm-hmm. it was rainy and foggy. But well, I, he I, looked I, like he was like standing mm-hmm. or you know, like.
1: I was gonna say if it was creeping. the hatch, well, yeah, maybe you, not the you,
0: hatch, but a hatch. because I still have issues with the hatch.
1: But but you'd think someone, one of our characters, would have noticed it or stumbled over it or something. But would they? You know what I thought was weirder what I, I i thought it was a little weirder that you know saeed was up in a tree and everyone else was on ground level where if ethan came from any direction but the direction he did he would have seen them no problem mm-hmm. you know and they they were looking at claire they weren't looking behind or anything which is
0: dumb they should have had one person assigned to mm-hmm. look at claire and everybody else looking
1: around yeah really really at the end of the day Said was in the only truly secure position in that whole thing yeah But uh, I I was glad to see that uh, Charlie stepped up and and iced Ethan, though, because, uh, you know, that whole keeping him around for information, that wasn't going to end well anyway. No, not at all. Hey, this this super natural kind of guy that Locke is scared of is here. We have five guns. Let's keep him alive. no. No,
0: no. At if that they point, really you wanted, if they wanted to keep him alive, they should have shot him in the foot as soon as they mm-hmm. saw him. Yeah, but none of them were probably that good a shot, except mm-hmm. probably Said. Mm-hmm. He's got the military training. None of the other ones have that training. Yes, Hollywood Magic Angel <laughs> I'm in the chair. <laughs>
1: I know. All right. But you wanted to talk a little bit about- uh, The flashback? Not the island, but the flashback. O- o- out to old London town. You old London town.
0: Okay. So I get the importance of the backstory with Charlie. It helps you understand why he's working so hard to help Claire and why that's so important to him. Um, but I almost don't feel like it was 100% needed mm-hmm. or at l- least maybe not in the detail that we got. Yeah. I was much more interested in what was happening in the now versus what happened happened six months a year ago
1: it felt a little redundant too considering that we have characters that we haven't got any backstory on yet to have a second charlie episode because i think we've already had a second jack episode right no we had a second kate did we did oh yeah we did have a second kate episode
0: yeah so uh, you know give me something else first but um (laughs) you know we learned that he's already been trying to take care of people and he's been trying to take care of himself Mm -hmm. um but that the junkiness got in the way which was weird because because we've already conquered that, we've already gone over that hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really was meh to me. Like it felt like yeah. we were pedaling backwards. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and well, I, I have some, I have some thoughts on that, but I'll save them till after the break. Uh,
0: okay. Um, I was going to say, and the Lucy chick really kind of made me angry. <laughs> yeah. At first, she was doing so mm-hmm. good. She was doing so good. She wasn't completely fooled by what was going on mm-hmm. and all that. But she gave up so quick. Mm-hmm. What, one misstep, and she's like, done, goodbye. No.
1: I have some thoughts on, on Lucy. Oh, yeah? Coming up Uh-oh. Sure.
0: Have we? Oh, Michael <laughs> Lucero.
1: But Angel T in the chat room and says, I don't know. I kind of like the backstory. Then again, I just like how." Having more insight to a person's character and motivations.
0: I mean, I can appreciate that. I just felt that mm-hmm. maybe it was too parallel for me. Yeah. Maybe
1: it was just too parallel. That's fair. <laughs> and I mean, you know, even if you like this backstory, you know, you like backstories in general. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was... Anywhere near the strongest like flashback backstory they've no, had this season so far. I, in fact, I I mean, if you thought all of them were excellent, I'd still think you'd probably have to admit that this was weaker Weak. than most. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if you thought all of them were perfect. Right. Uh, but but you know that might just be us too. <laughs> but uh, you know, you should tell us what you think. Not not about the flashback. Not about this episode. But about our podcast, because we need some iTunes reviews, We need some iTunes reviews, guys. We're hovering at nine iTunes reviews.
0: Like, we don't typically do the shameless plug for this, but Mm -hmm. we're doing it this week. We know there (laughs) are... Bazillion. Quite a few
1: more people that listen to the show than have left a review uh, yeah. by factor of many, and uh, <laughs> we're it,
0: not going to tell you how many.
1: And and we just want to we want to spread the love of We're So Lost, right? Uh, so so if you could go over to iTunes or even Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Podcast, and leave us a review. We'll read it on the show. We don't have one this week we don't because have no one, one left week. one last week No, because we didn't ask for it last week.
0: Right. But another way to help us get to those reviews, like if you've already done it, if you're one of the golden nine, share the link. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't normally do this type of stuff, but hey, we would like this to grow a little bit. It's kind of small right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: just share the podcast just share around it. with your circle Social of friends. Social media.
0: Tell a friend.
1: Mm-hmm. Come on, please, put, please. Print out some posters. Put them around <gasps> your, your college. Stickers. Stickers. People love stickers. People do love stickers. I While while your parents are sleeping, tattoo them with we're so Lost.com. That's that's the challenge for next week, guys. Don't do it. Do don't it. Don't listen to Bill. Okay, uh, but before we get back to the the uh, main part of the show, we want to tell you a little bit about our Patreon. Emory?
0: Hi, guys. We have this thing. It's called a Patreon over at patreon.com slash universebox. Patreon. Patreon. Um, and it's a way for you to help support us and support our show and all of our other shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, It's going to support We're So Lost, Legends of Gotham, our Universe Box Specials, Dog Boy and Infinite Tina, Crunchy Crafty Mm -hmm. Highly Caffeinated. It helps support all of our personal projects. Excuse me. And you can donate for as little as $0.10 a month. We have Hangouts every month we have some commentaries coming up in the near future all sorts of good stuff
1: yeah and uh one thing is if you support us on patreon you got, automatically get the we're so lost episodes as soon That's as right. we record them because we're going back to a bi-weekly schedule as of this episode oh. uh, so you'll have to wait every two weeks to get a new episode unless you're on the patreon right and right now we currently have 26 patrons giving us 123 dollars a month uh we love all of you mm-hmm. if we were stuck on a desert island we, we would, would not
0: eat you first
1: we would not eat you first uh we would probably eat you second or third but definitely not first but if you want to be one of the people who we don't eat first Mm patreon.com slash universe box and And remember remember to think think outside outside. okay uh we're gonna get back into the uh discussion here oh no wait a second you know why you know why why because as always we need to get a a check-in from our resident lost expert michael lucero doctor talk to michael lucero michael lucero take it away
2: i'm not a cold man i feel for the loss of one of our podcasts but nothing fundamental has changed wherever he is wherever he comes from we're on bill meeks's terms he has the advantage to him we're nothing more than a bunch of scared listeners with short voicemails (laughs) hey bill and Marie, it's michael (laughs) Uh, I kind of feel like I'm on a bit of a broken record here, but I really like this episode. <laughs> uh, you really feel for Charlie here. You like
1: lost, Michael? We didn't what? know. What?
2: are both in the past and in the present. And as much as you kind of wish that they had gotten more information from Ethan, uh, that even that frustration, I think, is kind of enjoyable and very rooted in an understandable character moment for Charlie. Uh, I think it's interesting how Jen keeps questioning Sun at the beginning about Claire coming back. Um, it's almost like he begins to suspect that she might know more than she should about what's going on, which is interesting. Uh, there's a couple of great Jen moments in this episode with Charlie discussing his disconnection from the drama of the island. And I, I I like that they're highlighting this. It kind of makes you feel like Jen and Son's story can't really stay uh, separated like it is for much longer.
0: More coming in um, that soon. In
2: this episode, Charlie says, Ethan's the bad guy. And I noticed this time watching that a lot of different characters use the phrase, the other's, but not once about the actual group of island natives known in the show's mythology as the Others, with a capital O, which is interesting. Uh, the episode is really playing with the idea of us versus them and the concept of othering, and I really like that. Uh, Lost has a pretty unique ability to play with philosophical and socio-psychological ideas like that uh, without being really obvious about it and without sacrificing character or plot at all another uh, another thing i noticed in the in this flashback it's kind of funny uh, lucy says her father is away buying a paper company in slu uh, i
1: bet he's going to say it the office uk reference it's a reference to the office uk I had it in my notes. I wanted to take it before you, Michael Lucero. Sorry.
2: Uh, I never really gave that more than a passing thought. But today I paused the episode. I went on Wikipedia and I looked up the uh, page for the UK version of The Office. And sure enough, the paper company Wernham Hogg, which was the inspiration for the American version uh, Dunder Mifflin, is based in SLU. And.
1: I got there first.
2: That show. So I think that that reference is awesome. Uh, it makes me imagine Charlie getting sick in front of the documentary crew while David Brent sits at his desk uh, laughing at his own terrible jokes in the next room.
1: To, to uh, expand on this, I thought thought it was funny that so we have in the Lost universe they reference that. It exists in the Office universe, and I believe there – I forget what episode it was, but I believe in the U.S. office there was a reference to Lost as if it was actually part of the, their universe. Really? Yeah, like I, I think they said something about it. I think they might have mentioned the flight number, like Oceanic uh, 915 or whatever it was. I, I should probably know this. Sure? We should but probably it, so know lost. that. We're so uh, but lost. But
2: anyway, back to Lost. Um, so, so passes Ethan uh, as quickly as – and suddenly as he came. Uh, but like I've said before, he's far from the last of the others that we'll meet. And we might even meet uh, one of, or two more before the season ends, actually. And it's definitely not the last Yay. time you see Ethan either. And remember, this is Lost, where dead characters can always return in flashbacks Um, but whose flashback would Ethan ever turn it up in? Hmm. Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Uh, sadly though, you won't find out for a while. Uh, but all in all, I give this episode 42 out of 49 polar bears who think Sawyer knows how to use a gun. Uh, as always, thank you, namaste, and good luck. Namaste. Namaste,
1: Michael. Thank you.
2: Polar rare bears. Polar rare bear.
1: Polar rare bears. Okay. So, you know, we were talking a lot. about the charlie flashback here i wanted to talk a little bit about it too and i'm, I'm titling this charlie the not quite out because he doesn't he doesn't he's not quite a success at selling out. Uh, out you know it was a bit of a tragic flashback for charlie because yeah. you could tell he, he really wanted to clean up his act but a, as always his addiction was kind of standing in his way go ahead
0: i don't think that at first he wanted to i
1: think well no not at first not when he first walked in the house but during that
0: during that scene yeah i think that, that was it maybe it was when it was really tea and not sex. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is <laughs> was the turning point.
1: Well, see, I saw it more as the di- uh, the dinner because you know the dad started talking to him, started pressing him about. But he
0: came to the dinner. Yeah, he had to. Like, I mean, I don't know that many junkies that I know that they're junkies, mm-hmm. but I don't feel that they're going to meet. The chick that they're dating's parents, like day two, yeah, at a fancy dinner. Just me.
1: Maybe there was an inkling there, but I think it really solidified it for him when mm. when the dad was like pressing him oh, about sure. the band, and he sorry, realized yeah. he realized it was a complete and total failure that the band was never going to get back together, and yeah. he was going to die in a gutter somewhere or something if he didn't, you know, get his act together. Yeah. I uh, and so yeah, I think I think Charlie definitely ha- had some earnestness about that I, I don't think it it was fake or anything like that yeah. I don't think it was part of the scam, no but i I did think it was interesting how how and maybe a little jarring, even how quickly and easily he sold out there because he went from just one side of it, hey I'm the cool rock and roll guy, my band right. blah blah blah, and then you know right, right away job. Uh, he's going to settle Start down with this girl all this you th- you'd think a l- rock and roll junkie would at least have a couple more steps in between there like I, I i on one hand i can see that you know charlie he realized the reality of the situation but at the same time you think that rock and roll guy would have uh had a little bit more resistance to it i, yeah. I also thought it was odd how how Lucy was so quick uh, to to want Charlie to be that guy yeah. working for her Dad to fall in line and become a responsible businessman because at the bar she was very into sharing him around you know and, yeah that was a little and a, a little you know ha, uh, ha, ha, Lucy Goosey Lucy Goosey Lucy uh, Goosey but uh, she she was very into yeah uh, you know, I think the rock and roll side of his lifestyle yeah. and that was a big part of the attraction so to immediately go like dial it over to I want to settle down with you I want you to work for my dad I want you to be responsible blah 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 seemed a little out of character for you know sort of an extended one night stand
0: right well it seemed kind of like she wanted to take care of him but he wanted to take care of her there was lots of taking care of each other so
1: yeah yeah and, i don't know I, I i think that you know uh maybe she she didn't like him as much as she let on she did at first oh well overall I mean, overall like she bought him a suit and a briefcase well i kind of i got the impression that her dad was trying to marry her off or something like that and that and that she was kind of looking for maybe a young man who was attractive enough but also easily manipulated enough that she could kind of make it. I, well, I don't want to say give her an electric complex and say like make her hit him into her dad, but make him into a guy mm. who is like her dad, okay. so her dad will trust that she can get married and you know all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you, you know, and then I, I well I was going to mention an office reference, but uh, I obviously I already did, and I'm the only one who called it. Uh, <laughs> I also uh, thought it was interesting. That all of his his modern actions in this episode, all of Charlie's modern actions in this episode, seem to be a response to Lucy's accusation that he'd never take care of anyone. Yeah, I, I wonder if once he feels like Claire is taken care of, like he's taken care of her, mm-hmm. and he's proved Lucy wrong definitively, which he went Pretty a long way a, towards yeah. in this episode, if he'll start slipping back into old habits, saying that you know that sweet sweet heroin
0: i don't think so because Mm a i don't think we have any sweet sweet heroin on the island but b there's a baby to take care of and before the band he was the good catholic boy Mm -hmm. he was he is at his soul the good guy yeah his brother is the one who took him down that path and forced him down that path and then Mm -hmm. abandoned him there yeah, but, but, so i think he'll stick to the, the side of the angels if
1: you but will once he once he's walked that path though like it's easy to i mean if you've never killed a man no. it's really hard to kill a man it's really hard to walk over that line once you've killed a man it's a little easier to step over that line once you've killed five men that line barely exists in him you know i i guess i'm not saying that charlie's <laughs> killed it. I, i'm just saying from personal experience <laughs> And I'm not saying Charlie's crossed that line at all. Yeah, but but I, uh, you know, I'm just saying that you know once you once you make a compromise, every compromise after that is slightly easier to make. Uh, yeah. Anything uh, from over in the chat room before we move on?
0: Mm, uh, let's see. They said there's a few more steps. I believe that was for your getting charlie to through his who said that michael said there's actually a couple more steps definitely i think that was your whole going from the junkie to being the paper guy okay that there's, there's more stuff. I uh, Angel T. I also says
1: that J.J. Abrams was a fan of the U.K. office and did direct an episode of the U.S. office. office so that's interesting.
0: I didn't like the office.
1: And then Mike Lucero says, I like the common theme between the two stories of people not knowing or not trusting Charlie's intentions, which are in both places good and less than good. So uh-huh. definitely. Interesting. Definitely. Okay. Anne-Marie, what do you want to discuss now? Gin. Gin?
0: Gin. And not the beverage. Gin okay. and Juice.
1: <laughs> Gin
0: and juice. No, no gin and juice. Um, Okay, so in this episode, we get a couple glimpses of Gin and Son's relationship and how it's been progressing kind of over the month on the island, because up until now, a lot of the times we've been getting their scenes separate. They're mm-hmm. with people from the island, and this time, the, from the island, from the crash, but this time, most of their scenes were together, so, and we actually got subtitles instead of just hearing them talking at each other, mm-hmm. which we've gotten before. Um okay. So I thought it was really weird because it seems like Jin is starting to get suspicious of Sun in the English. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't say anything directly, but it was kind of insinuated, especially when they were having a pretty okay conversation. I mean, it was short; they don't get very long scenes. But at the mention of the baby, Sun completely stops talking. Yeah, and I think that that might have something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, then, when Jin is walking with Charlie. He stops and looks at him at points where an English-speaking person would stop and look at him. Um, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this before, if not on the show. I know I've mentioned this to Bill before that I feel like with the work that he did in Korea and his mob workings, Mm -hmm. that he is a secret English speaker or at least an English understander.
1: Yeah, and this Um, has definitely come up before. Okay, I
0: I couldn't remember if it was recently or anything, but I felt that was more – he may not be able to speak it because there's a difference between understanding something and being able to speak it. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's where he's at. Maybe he knows just enough to get by mm-hmm. and was pulling out certain words that Charlie was thrown at or
1: him. Or he knows just enough to know that Sun knows things that she ought not to know not being able to speak it at all or as far as he knows.
0: Right right well this is from when he was with charlie and yeah, all that so yeah, yeah. um and us see when Jin was speaking to Sun about the people them getting hurt and people getting hurt because of the decisions that the group was making it kind of sounded like he was planning to make a break for it and drag her along with him mm-hmm. like those two aren't gonna survive on their own yeah they can't where are they gonna go
1: well they were they were pretty cuddly right at the end weren't they
0: she's putting up appearances yeah I mean, he's been – in essence, he's been pretty good on the island compared Mm -hmm. to what he'd been like before. Yeah. So maybe – you know, deserted island has been good for Jin.
1: Well, I mean, to be to be fair, he was never really super cruel to her. He was defensive about his work and what he yeah. was doing for his work. Because
0: it was for her dad. But he was never,
1: like, personally cruel to her. So maybe now that he's separated from that really bad day job. Really <laughs> uh, bad day job, yeah. Maybe things are looking up for this for this old couple here. And sure. uh, Michael Lucero says he's been on the island with no one but English speakers. So I think he's picked up a word or two, but probably no grammar or anything like that. Yeah. I can see that too. I mean,
0: there's no way that when you're submerged in a language and a culture mm-hmm. that you're not gonna pick it up. There yeah. there's no way. Drop me off in the middle of France. I think I'm gonna figure out a few words <laughs> mm-hmm. in a month.
1: You were my boy, Boone, and you let me down. Oh boon. Boone dropped the ball in this episode.
0: Oh, Boone makes my head hurt.
1: He he totally fell asleep <laughs> on guard duty. Yeah when Locke trusted him. Locke is the only one who trusted him, too.
0: Mm-hmm. So he's like, Yeah, Boone, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was just, it was heartbreaking. You know, yeah. and if I, if I were Locke, I'd be very concerned about who I trusted with the secret of the hatch or, or the only person he's trusted with the secret of the hatch. Yep. Uh, you know, Boone really, and we, and I mean, we probably got to see more of it than Locke did, but he barely even fought sleep. He was just like yeah. sitting there. He just um. like closed his eyes and he picked it, opened him up again and it was morning and yeah. the trash was falling and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, then when he woke up and he noticed some commotion, he kind of let the dog distract him almost immediately to where he wasn't even investigating the source of the noise so right. much as the, the sound of the dog and everything. And he's not a very good watchman.
0: He's not a good sense. Not a
1: very good watchman. Uh, I, I was wondering, based on this, do you think that we're going to see Locke get a new assistant? Mm,
0: possibly. I
1: don't know. Because I... Yeah, I would definitely if I was Locke I, w- I would have even knowing just what we know Locke knows about the situation. Yeah. I'd be I'd be second guessing my my choice of a a second Boone. command, yeah.
0: I'd have never picked Boone to begin with. Um mm-hmm. he's a, a twig. He works for a wedding company. Like he's not a tough guy in any mm-hmm. way shape or form. He pays off his problems and I think this is just not really working for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the hardest he's ever worked. um no i just uh, maybe he'll pick a new assistant i mean we do have like 20 some people we don't know i mean we lost scott i think it was scott steve steve
1: in my notes are i I, referred to him as random guy number 12
0: i actually wrote it the name i was like oh that's the name and then he's like actually that was so-and-so and i was like scratch right i was like it's not like i didn't watch which is party. why i
1: just kept it at random guy number 12
0: yeah but i you know there's all those other random people yeah so maybe it's one of them
1: well i've been numbering them this one was number twelve. <laughs> tagging
0: them on the ear so there you go
1: but uh yeah i i think that if you know boone does get fired it's Locke's assistant and lock picks up a new one i think especially after the events of last week's episode mm-hmm. that uh it would probably end up being walt maybe do you think michael would be involved i think Michael. i think michael would be accepting more accepting now of walt going off with Locke. Mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know if if uh michael would be on the inside but he would definitely be Sorry. Mm-hmm. okay with them hanging out together while they went off and did their secret mission or whatever right but uh you know oh go ahead I
0: was gonna say you know I'm sure he's okay with him going off but I don't know how good he'd be with the secret mission Mm -hmm. there's still there's still that whole boundary
1: yeah I don't know and they are starting to trust each other more Michael and Walter so yeah one other thing I was thinking it it just seemed very much in this episode like Locke was really kind of scared of Ethan interesting uh so I'm, I'm thinking that maybe Locke realized that any attempt to to keep ethan out of the camp and mm-hmm. a wave not killing anybody was kind of futile anyway yeah he seemed he seemed very uh sort of uh, uh what's the word nihilistic about the ethan situation he was like ah uh, he's gonna do what he's gonna do yeah. i'm just gonna concentrate on my thing so maybe he, he thought that, you know, giving considering someone was going to have to die anyway, might as well put Boone in a position of power to sort of give him a sense of ownership over the safety of the island and maybe give him a little more confidence moving forward. Hmm, maybe, maybe it was kind of like, a, a sure, son, you can drive the car down the street and back. Yeah, I trust you to do that. You know, kind of, you know, yeah. letting yeah. him walk before he runs sort of thing. Okay. So I could see that too. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, you wanted to end up uh, with some other stuff, right? Sure, with some other stuff. Other, other stuff.
0: stuff. Ta-da. No. Um, I thought that – okay, so the booby traps and the censures were there to protect everyone on multiple fronts and I think that was a bad idea. I get that they didn't want to put everybody together in case it was like pigs to a slaughter but I think it would have been much smarter protection-wise to only have to protect a smaller group versus having to protect both people on the beach and people in um, the cave. The caves. So, and if they felt that it really was necessary to split them up, I think it would have been much more efficient to have the vast majority in the caves, which seems to be where they're um leaning towards anyway, but maybe have a small party out on the beach and maybe have it just be like three or four dudes mm-hmm. or like Kate and a couple of the guys, like just having a small thing um because it would just be easier you'd want to concentrate your good people on the majority of the group in case it was a thing
1: i was gonna say but then again if ethan came back with a bunch of other people to kind of waylay the group then you know they're all there for the right for the picking right but then and if each one of them is as effective as an ethan is then the group might not make it
0: neither would two separate groups well I'm just at that point I'm just saying neither would two separate groups
1: at least that way if you know Ethan and whoever else he might bring with them got to one group at least there'd be one group to kind of regroup and uh, you know make a new plan or try try one last thing to to maybe save the rest of them you you know uh, sometimes uh, there's strength in numbers but there's also uh, there's a reason you back up your data because that way that way you have you still have some data even if you don't have all of it right whatever. you know what you know what i mean
0: I, I mean i get it um but maybe with the people that were out on the beach because i mean it seems like, I don't know, what, 15 or 20 people, something? Yeah. Um. Shouldn't they have all sort of been, like, together? Mm-hmm. Like, how did they pick off one and break all his bones? <laughs> um, you know, how do we know that Ethan actually came out of the water? It's mm-hmm. the shoreline. There was no way that they had, like, the area blocked off yeah. with people because then they'd also still have to protect the um, tree line. Mm -hmm. like there is literally it's a beach how do you protect a beach are you employing the sand turtles or the sea turtles (laughs) to help like throw sand ethan so i just thought it was really weird because it's going to be too hard for them to protect both of those yeah and it's not like they had traps going literally like end to end you know they Mm -hmm. have a little thing here a little thing there it's just a matter of if they run into them yeah and it's not like he was probably watching them the entire time Mm -hmm. he knew what was there that's why he came from the water or the water line. Yeah, I,
1: I don't know. I have issues being shipwrecked. All sorts of weird stuff afoot. People uh, threatening to kill to people, kill your members of your group. It's not an ideal situation. Nope. But but they're doing the best they can. I and uh, mm-hmm. Mike Lucero says there's more context coming to Ethan uh, from the ocean that you learn le- later. So, more hatches. We'll we'll look forward hatches. to that. Okay, so I guess it's time to I'm guessing give our final judgment of this episode, Anne Marie. <sighs> Out of 12 bullets in Ethan's chest, how many bullets do you give this episode and Ethan's chest? (laughs) Um... Keep in mind, if you give it no bullets... Ethan will survive Dun 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 Uh, I'm
0: gonna give it Eight bullets
1: Eight bullets? I'm gonna give it
0: eight Uh, I I really wanted to Like this episode Because I was so excited To see what happened When Claire came back Mm -hmm. And then amnesia hits And I I, I Hate the amnesia story Um, I get it It works But it seems weak Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't really Particularly like The flashback Probably because I wanted To punch Lucy in the face (laughs) You know You feel bad for Charlie But it just It didn't feel like The strongest episode to me That's
1: fair Uh, Michael Lucero in the chat room Says He'd give it a 9.5, and let's see, I'd probably go right around where you are. I'll give it uh, eight bullets and a dud, just to be slightly different from you, because... Yeah, it was, a, it was a decent enough episode. It just wasn't nearly as strong as a lot of the other episodes have been lately. Yeah. I And I I th- I felt I feel like uh, – well, I, I just feel like it was a waste going back and exploring Charlie more. Yeah. When there are some characters that I we really know nothing want about. a bit more exploration on. Like Hurley, for example. I'd love yeah. to get Hurley's story, which I believe is coming up fairly soon.
0: Yeah. Um, Angel uh, gives it about ten bullets.
1: About ten bullets. Yeah, Angel really liked the set episode i mm-hmm. uh, let's see um in, in michael uh. says you might lear- learn more about uh claire's absence at some point probably not this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but you know what we'd like to learn more about this season yeah. your thoughts about this episode or any future episodes of, of lost uh, Now you can email us we're so lost podcast at gmail.com Facebook is facebook.com slash we're so lost. The Twitter is at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is 424 274 2352. Again, that's 424 274 2352. And again, we'd love to hear your thoughts yes, about any episode ever. Our discussion about this episode, any episode in the past, or any episode in the future. Just if you send something about the future episodes, label it. Yeah, make sure up in the subject line or if it's a voicemail in the first couple seconds, just let us know what episode it's for so we can file it away and use it feedback when we discussed that episode yes. it's as simple as that and uh let, let's see here we have a couple of things comments we wanted to mention here uh the first is from yo-yo on youtube yo-yo. you want to read this sure
0: uh great show as always i can't
1: wait until you get to
0: hurley's episode numbers i mm. found it one of the most interesting and shocking backstories it was it has huge significance for the whole show smiley, smiley face. face
1: yeah and uh the, then fee, uh, fee fee at fee on, on twitter um was talking with my lucero about uh this week's episode and the uh, last week's episode or last week's episode and uh they they were talking about how interesting it is to listen to our speculation uh-huh. since because they know
0: that know, uh, the, know what happens
1: yeah and uh michael lucero uh said that that black rock speculation kind of sort of no. made my day lol no, fee, fee said these oh fee, At, fee yeah, said to, all of them yeah. okay she said that uh that black that black rock speculation kind of sort of made my day lol and then, P.S. I'm impatiently waiting for the day when they discover why you end why you end your voicemails like that. Hashtag, hashtag Namaste. Hashtag namaste. Uh, so thank you very much. We Fee. look
0: forward to finding out yeah, why, too.
1: And we're glad you're listening. Uh, you, Absolutely. You, I, I believe you started as a greetings fan, and it's, mm-hmm. it's good to have you uh, tuning in to We're So Lost as well. If, if you want to get your feedback in, we're so lost podcast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash we're so lost. Twitter is at we're so lost. And voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, now, we want to thank Mike Lucero and Angel in the chat room. We have... Hope to have some more of you next in week. the chat room next week, 830 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. I uh, am Marie, where can people find you online? Because I don't know.
0: You have no idea. No, well you no. can find me on Twitter at amdsimone, or you can check out my blog, crunchycrafty.com.
1: And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And if you want to check out my pilot, the live reading of my pilot that we did a couple weeks ago live on the air. T- infinitetina.com Again, that's infinitetina.com Now, uh, we're going to be back if you're listening to the podcast version in two weeks. If you are checking us out at uh, YouTube. You, or, uh, universebox.com or youtube.universebox.com uh, then we'll be back next Thursday as always. But, you know, if we don't make it, uh, you're just going to have to assume that we're not going to because, as always,
0: we're so live. thought you were telling me again
1: (laughs) no i wasn't telling you again i was just going as it as it Uh, as it do okay i'm gonna mute us